You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it's Sammy, and welcome to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real Podcast. This week, I am joined by influencer Lauren Gray. You may know her from Instagram, from social media. She's millions of followers spanning a bunch of apps, and she's a very interesting perspective as she's been in this business for over six years herself. She's only 19, my age, and she's got a great perspective on relationships, friendships, social media, and much more. I hope you guys enjoy. Lauren, I'm so happy you're on my podcast. This is so exciting. I'm very excited to talk to you about social media. And for me personally, I have an interesting relationship with social media in the sense that I am struggling finding a healthy balance with it where I'm sure you can relate. It's a business, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, you're a 19-year-old girl and social media can be really hard. Right. And you're 19 as well, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it can be really difficult. Um, I feel like it took me a really long time to find that balance because I think when I, when I hit 17, I burnt out. And I, you know, I've been doing it since I was 13. And and that's a shitty feeling to have burnt out at 17. Right, right. You don't want, and you, you want it to be fun and you want it to be something that you're passionate about. Um, but then when it turns into a job and now it's a requirement, it feels like waking up for school, <laughs> like waking up and getting ready or something that you're obligated to do. And I feel like I hit that wall at 17. And then I sort of had to rediscover where I fit and what I needed to do to make myself feel good about it again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the past two years I've been figuring it out. And I feel like now I'm, I'm in a good place with it. So what do you do to not have breakdowns from Instagram? <laughs> well, I... so Asking for a friend. <laughs> when I was 16 and I was waking up every morning doing my makeup hair story poster like back to back to back and what was I, your screen time it was insane it was all day and I, I missed out on going out with friends and I missed out on different things that you you do in life because I was so organized and had all of my social media scheduled and planned and actually I feel like social media is shifting in a really helpful way right now to where you don't have to post a million stories and you don't have to constantly be there all the time. Sometimes it's actually more uh, beneficial to take a step back and let people miss you a little bit. Absolutely. I was, I was so on it all of the time. And it can really, it can really be destructive because you want to have fun and you want to share things that you enjoy. And I don't want to just post selfies every day. Like some days I hate the way I look and I don't want to post that. Yeah. So um, now I just post whenever I feel like I have something to share. And if I don't, then I don't. Love and that. I find other things to do. Like I'll talk to fans or I'll do like a, like a, DM spree and like DM a bunch of people, but the world doesn't need my face in it every day. <laughs> you know, I think it's so interesting just finding a balance of like posting what you want to share right. versus just like stressing over a photo. And like, I remember I stopped doing this because my brother told me not to. I listened to my brother <laughs> a lot, um, but he was like, I would delete photos if it didn't get enough likes or if it wasn't whatever. And I was like really upset because it was photos that I really liked. Mm -hmm. And then I was, my brother just said, if you like it, who cares? And then it yeah. clicked. I was like, you're right. Exactly. I hide all of my likes now. I don't want to see them. I don't want to know. I don't care. And that's helped a lot. And I, I've really appreciated that feature coming out on Instagram specifically. Yeah. Um, because it eliminates a lot of that stress and a lot of that anxiety surrounding how many people are caring about what I post and I also feel like what really put things into perspective for me was uh, my mom told me, she was like, you know, when you follow someone on Instagram, you follow hundreds of people and you're not paying attention to that one person every day. You know, no one's paying attention to you 24 seven yeah. every hour of the day. So you don't have to be there all of the time. It's okay to take a step back and then come back when you're ready. And that's been really helpful for me. It's like, you're not, the world doesn't revolve around you. I'm sure you can relate to this. It's like people forget. And I think it's, it's one of the things that I've learned a lot throughout this podcast that I did not expect was how much the media takes the human out of the person that people forget. You're just 19. Mm -hmm. Like you're just a 19 year old girl. And the fact that people put you on a pedestal as if you're not human which happens mm -hmm. so often, I think is one of the most unhealthy parts of social media. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's definitely been something that, um, I mean, I've tried to 
combat with being as authentically myself as I can all of the time and sharing things about my life that make me human to other people because you know to other people having a lot of followers is this it's this big thing it means nothing it doesn't mean anything I'm still the same person I was you know three years ago five years ago nothing's changed um but yeah, it, it's crazy how it, you're absolutely right. It takes the human out of the person. It really does. And something, I'm I'm from New York City. I just moved to California like a month ago for school. Congrats. So I'm out here and I've been back and forth for work. But something that I've realized that I was wondering if I could have your advice on, if you will, because you're a veteran in this. <laughs> I've been to like some events. The way it is on social media is so not how it is in person and there are so many fake interactions and so many people that are just so blatantly obvious trying to, I want to say network, but I wouldn't even call it that. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. I've I've done it for years. And how do you navigate it? In the beginning, I I didn't see it as, I didn't see it for what it was. I was having fun. I was really young, like 14, 15, yeah. having the best time. And then the older that I got and the more that, you know, negative influences start to get involved and the more that uh, you, you see the culture of people stepping on other people to get to where they want to go. And I've never believed in that and I've never caved to that. And I, it's not that I'm above it. It's just that I surround myself with people that really love me. Quality over quantity. Exactly. Like my boyfriend doesn't do social media. My friends don't do social media really. Like my boyfriend posts like once a year. He posted on my birthday and I don't know how. He's probably posted like twice since then. Um, So yeah, I mean, no one around me really uses social media like that or does what I do. And that's helped a lot. That's so important. Yeah. And I don't go to those things unless... It's something that I'm passionate about and it's something that I'm excited for, but I don't want to sit in a room full of people that I know don't care about me or are judging me or are are comparing themselves to me. It's a really um, unhealthy environment sometimes and it's not one that I (laughs) really feel like I need to be a part of to be successful. I, I agree. And I don't know about you, but I'm more of a homebody. I I really like a fun night sounds like being around close friends, watching a fun movie, and just hanging out. Exactly. Like, that sounds ideal. And I think that's what it's hard for a lot of people to relate to, is that you don't have to have big groups of people all around you to be happy. You can literally, you have one friend, that's all that matters. And I feel like when I was in big groups of people, that's when I was the unhappiest. Really? Um, Yeah, because, you know, you're, you're constantly thinking of, what someone's intentions are by being around you or how this is benefiting them and do the benefits outweigh if they really like me as a person. And I feel like everyone deals with that on their on their own scale, right? And yeah. it's just amplified when you get to a, a certain level and once you get involved with the social media world and everything like that. But um, I feel like everyone goes through it. And it's just learning what works for you. Because for some people, they love it. They love to party. They, that's how they recharge. For me, it's just being alone. I just, per- exactly. I prefer to be with my own self and my pets. A and good face mask. Exactly. Oof. Exactly. That sounds ideal. And I'm not a big partier. I don't really enjoy that lifestyle. Um, if you do, no shame. Enjoy it. Thrive. No shame. But it's, it's draining for me. I have very low energy to begin with. And that just sucks the life out of me. It really does. <laughs> I 
Yeah, I feel that. My friends forced me to go to a dance club last weekend, which is something I did not want to do. (laughs) But I was either that, and I was like, okay, I'm going to push myself. We're going to do that. And I actually ran into a kid I went to middle school with in New York City, which is so random. But after I left, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. I'm glad I experienced it. Not the vibe. Yeah, you have to experience it to to figure out where you fit in. Yeah. And I feel like, that again, that's the same for everyone. You have to, you know— Try things out. Try things out and see where you fit, and it's okay if you don't. And it took me a while to uh, feel like it's, it's okay to not involve myself with things that don't make me happy because you feel like it's part of your job, but it's not. You're still a person, and you still have, um, you still have your own— personal priorities that are important for your own mental health and you don't have to sort of let that go to be a celebrity like it's yeah you have to be able to um, keep certain parts of yourself for yourself and find your own peace and have a life that isn't on social media because social media it's just a highlight reel it really is no matter like what you show it's little clips and I think it's so easy to forget that how have you dealt with being 19 and it's the time of our lives to really like put ourselves out there and experiment with different things. How have you dealt with that? But also you're dealing with it like on a public scale. Mm-hmm. How do you balance that? I mean, I I feel like I'm a pretty, I'm actually a pretty boring person. I, I mean, I don't, I don't really step outside my comfort zone very often unless, unless it's something performance wise or something crazy for work that I'm doing. But I, I feel like I did a lot of my experimenting really early because I got thrown into this so early. So I feel like I'm kind of jaded by a lot of things that a lot of people are excited for. That's so interesting. And But it makes sense. Because yeah. you've been in it since you were 13. Yeah. So I left school in eighth grade and I graduated in 10th grade. So I graduated when I was 16 and then the world, there, there it was. And I had my own house and my mom lived with me at the time, but I was still able to go out and, and be with friends and I did all of those things really early so now I just like to do things that make me happy and feel at peace because I am so busy all of the time and yeah I have I love my house and I love my boyfriend and we have a great time and that's pretty much it so okay I have always felt a lot older than my actual age yeah what is your mental age do you think at this point because oh I have my, my own gosh. mental age I feel like I'm a solid 28. I th- I'd say I'm a solid 26, 27. I think I still have a little ways to go. But in terms of being able to like. You do own a house. I hold the fort down. Yeah. And I cook and I clean. Well, I don't cook. My boyfriend cooks. But I clean and I take care of my animals, my responsibilities. And I go to school and I work my job. And yeah, I feel like I've got it. You got your routine down. I've got my routine down. And that's why it's so hard for me to be experimental and crazy and wild because I have everything down and it can be boring. And sometimes I'm like, man, I'm only 19. I need to have fun, but just doesn't, it's not fulfilling for me to, you know, go out until 3am. I go to bed at like nine. Oh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> I go to bed at nine. I wake up at like seven, six thirty, and the sun is rising. The birds are chirping and that's what makes me happy. First of all, the thought of going to sleep at nine sounds so nice. <laughs> Last year during the pandemic, when I was a senior, I would just go to bed so early just because like everything was online. I was like, why would I stay up? There's no point. Like, right. Whatever. And I fell in love with it. And now being in college, no one goes to sleep early. And it's like 2 a.m. And I'm trying to stay up, but it's 
rough. Are you on campus? Like, do you Yeah, I'm in a dorm. Wow. It's weird. Okay, so what's that like? Because I don't know what that's like. So I'm only like three weeks in. No. Okay. A month. I'm about to be a month in. Wow, okay. You made it. I made it a month. month. Congrats. And it's been weird because my entire second half of junior year and all of senior was online. Right. So I already had a low social battery and now it's extra low from being alone or with my family for a year and a half. So I'm like trying to build it back up slowly but surely. But it's been really good. I've met some cool people. I'm enjoying the classes I'm taking. I, I am majoring in broadcast journalism and documentary. So it's like very creative based, which is what yeah. I like. But it's different. It's a lot different than New York. But I like that. Yeah. I mean, I've always wondered what that's like because there's hey, no way I could live in a dorm. You know what? Come visit. <laughs> I will give you a tour of the campus. I love it. For sure. It's one of those things, too, where it's like we're at a path, specifically with our generation, where like people are breaking the barriers of what you should do. You don't always have to go to college. You don't always have to do things the way we've thought we should have. What advice do you have for people struggling in school? Because I struggled a lot in high school. I'm so glad I'm at high school. Yeah, I never made it to high school, public high school. I did I did the um, online school. Um, academically, I, I did great. But socially not so great um it it was a really rough time and that's ultimately what led me to leave school and and go go into homeschool but I think the biggest advice that I've I've given anyone who asks me that question is to remember that high school middle school wherever you're at doesn't last forever yeah and even though it feels like it even though it feels like it and you're absolutely right you don't want to be one of those people that peaks in a high school where's the fun in that where's the fun in that you know you have so much life to live and whatever you're going through at this very moment is going to be so insignificant in the future that it's best to just focus on doing what you're there to do get the job done and get out and if you enjoy it have the best time I didn't have that experience yeah I was miserable and I've flourished ever since and life has gone on and I'm happy and well and I think that's that's what I wish I would have known is like this is a very small portion of what is going to be a very long life and it's hard to believe that too when everything and everything feels so big and like life shattering like try and pull yourself out of it and realize this too shall pass exactly the sun's gonna rise in the morning and that will pass as well just like this exactly my life fell apart really October of 2019 was wait that was the year for me where it was terrible wait same here okay I'm here I'm gonna hear your story first I dyed my hair brown and that really set it all off I broke things off with my boyfriend of like three years and I started you know new relationships and I that was weird and different for me yeah and there was a lot going on with that um my dog died. I had to put my dog down and I just started living by myself. My mom had just moved back home. And as soon as she moved back home, my dog, like I had to put her down. It was, it's a really long story, but really sad. And I spent so much money trying to save this dog. And it was so difficult to like navigate that by myself for two weeks, trying to figure out how to keep this dog alive Yeah, and learning how to live on my own. Um, I had my friend out here with me, but again, she's my age. So we were both trying to figure it out together. It was really overwhelming. And I was like peak eating disorder, peak everything, peak depression. And I, again, dyed my hair brown, ruined my hair. And that was probably the worst thing that came out of it, other than my dog dying. (laughs) That was really bad. But 
the hair part was also really terrible. And Wait, <laughs> what what made you want to go brunette? Oh, I was it just, just like a little bit of a mental breakdown? Because I don't think I've ever dyed my hair in like a mentally good place. It's the teenage depression angst. It really is. It makes you want to do something crazy. And you know, I visited home and my mom's a hairstylist and I went home and I was like, I want to do something crazy. And I think my mom was also going through something because she was <laughs> she like, like yeah. she was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and she's never let me do that to my hair ever. So my hair is really light naturally. Yeah. So trying to go back to that takes a lot of work and it ended up pretty much all falling out along like the top crown part of my head. That's my biggest fear. And it's only just now after almost two years these pieces have finally grown down to like my chin but yeah you're still working on it. You're getting there. And one day I'll be back where I was and I'll be thriving but it's just my constant reminder of October 2019 and the dark times that ensued. Dude mine was November of 2019 I think. So right around the same time. Right around the same time. I was probably still feeling it in November. Yeah. Do you think social media just added to all of that as well during that time? Or do you think it was one of those things that helped? I think it it can be both. I think it adds an extra pressure. But I also think having so many people that are there for you um, is really helpful. And I say it a lot that like… I have a, I've always had a really close relationship with my fans. They've watched me grow and it's been a really special experience and a, a really amazing gift. Um, so having people there that I know understand because they're all so young and going through things um, is really powerful. And it's it's like being a part of a really um, powerful and, and loving and welcoming com- uh, community. But it can also be a lot when it's your the job aspect of things yeah. because it's the constant pressure of keeping up and keeping up all of the time and also if you're financially independent you're also surviving on your own right and I can't just say I'm done because no this is what I've chosen as my life and this is my job and I have to pay for college and I have to pay for my house and I have things to pay for I have lots of animals in my house how many animals I have a cat a dog and four fish and so I have two separate fish tanks and I have a beta and two tetras and then another beta. And then I have a one-eyed cat and a little Pomeranian. You have a one-eyed cat? He's the best. He's so precious. Why does he have one eye? Was he born that way? <laughs> I adopted him. And they basically said that he was found in like a, a hoarding situation. And he was very, he's just like a little feral cat. And I think his eye was infected. And they probably had to remove it. But he's a very sweet, gentle um, cat and I feel like if he was on the streets with other cats they definitely probably tore him up because he is just a little boy Ugh. yeah man would you have any other adopt any more animals at this point or are you done for now um I think I'm done for now it's a lot of responsibility and it's mostly my boyfriend's responsibility now because he works from home and I leave a lot so you guys live together yeah we've lived together for like a year now how um, is how how's that going so the pandemic really forced us together. Yeah. <laughs> because you can make it through a pandemic, though. You can make it through anything. Exactly. Um, basically, he was living with his sisters and they were like, hey, if you're going to keep going over there, like COVID is a thing. So like, just stay there. And he was like, OK. So he moved in with me. <laughs> and how long were you dating at that point? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. Like, it was really quick. It couldn't have been like more than, I want to say like three or four months maximum. Really? It happened really fast because 
we just pandemic things are different and he didn't have a car at the time so I was we were making it work that way and my parents were like wanted me to have someone there with me because I was living in a big house by myself and um, they liked him and it was cool and yeah he's been living with me I mean it's a little different when you're independent I mean life moves a little quicker so we get along great we don't fight we're best friends and he t- helps me take care of everything. He cooks and he cleans and he's the best. You know what? That, I think that's so important that you guys can have like your own lives and then yeah, absolutely then add to each other's. Because when people say it's like you're f- half of your half of me, it's like no, you should be your whole person. Exactly. Then add to that. Exactly. And I think that that's important. And I've I've never had a, a real stable relationship before, so this has been really exciting and it's worked out really well. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I'm going to talk more about relationships, advice, and much more. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. 
Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Okay, what's any relationship advice? Like the one thing you wish you learned. Oh my gosh. Um, I wish I knew how to, or wish I knew before how to leave when it was time to leave. I feel like I always stayed hoping that things would work out and that um, everything would be great. And it's not, he's not a bad guy. It's just, he's just having a bad day. And I feel like I was just going through it. Yeah. And I neglected myself in the process of trying to make other people happy. And I feel like you have to prioritize yourself if you want to make other people happy right so if you want to be in a relationship and you want to be a part of a unit you have to be able to work as your own person first and understand you know your values and your and learn to respect yourself and love yourself and know when to let go so yeah I feel like it took me a while it took me to being in a healthy relationship to look back and be like why was I doing that with social media and just comparing yourself, you're like, well, I want this relationship and this is what it looks like. So no relationship is perfect. No relationship is perfect. Ever. And you have to be able to find the person that you're willing to put the effort in with um, and stick it out with. 
I watch Dr. Phil a lot. And so Dr. Do I Phil. Watch, I've been watching Oprah clips when I've been getting ready. See, and I, I, that's what I watch. I watch Dr. Phil when I get ready. And Dr. Phil says, people get divorced and people break up too easily. And you have to find a person that you're willing to stick it out with. And I think he's absolutely right. Go, Phil. Do you know what my favorite Dr. Phil quote is? What? Don't say but because that means... Forget what I just said and here's what I really mean. Exactly. That's my favorite Dr. Phil quote. Exactly. Especially, it's very much sensationalized, like, oh, worst case of everything. It's like, okay, you know what? My life my life is good. Like, I, I don't have a, to deal I with this. I live a great life. Like, I live a great life. He, he loves to say the dog, what, is the tail wagging the dog <laughs> all the time. Anyway, stupid. But yeah, that's my guilty pleasure. It's not even a guilty pleasure. I just need background noise in the morning. and I'm the same way. I just tune in every now and then, you know? Yeah, I've been liking Oprah. I was Dr. Phil Foran. I've been doing Oprah clips on YouTube. I need to check that one out because I haven't, really, I haven't really dived into Oprah quite yet. Watch her, vid- her, watch her thing with Maya Angelou. Okay, I'll check it out. It was like therapy, just watching. <laughs> I highly recommend. Which I probably need, so I will check that you out. You know what? We all need therapy. That's the thing. I love therapy. I think it's healthy. I, You know what? I'm so glad you said that because so many people are like, because there's such a stigma with it. Everyone says you got to work out. You should work out your mind. And that's what therapy is. Absolutely. And I feel like um, you're doing yourself a favor. You're growing as a person. It's okay to ask for help. I feel like so many people are afraid to ask for help or even just, you know. Even if you don't need it, just to have You know what, though? You might think you don't need it and you get there and you're like, wow, I did. Yeah. I really did. I needed that. You've been an influencer for almost a third of your life, which is crazy. And you have millions of followers and you've done a bunch of press. You've done interviews. My question is, how do you keep it real and authentic when everything and everyone seems to be so media trained these days? I think media training is a great thing for anyone who's, you know, doing this or wants to do this or wants someone to talk to and tell them what they're comfortable (laughs) with. Um, It's very helpful. And I, I think also there's a balance between, you know, being yourself and also like saying things in a certain way you know what I mean like everything like I don't know I've had experiences where everything is so media trained to the point where it's like you're not even having a conversation with someone but you're like kind of having a conversation with a robot if you know what I mean and it's it's like a balance between the two it's like you ask a question like like, I'm doing great thank you thank you you? my new single (laughs) (laughs) and this relates back to my new single because in this song like yeah, you never want it to be that, but I think it's it's important to know your boundaries and Absolutely. be able to have a conversation and feel comfortable going into it and confident going into it. Um, and yeah, I appreciate I appreciate the work that media media training people do because I I spill to them. It's really? crazy. Oh yeah, and here's my problem: is like I I sometimes overshare and I can way. go way off topic and. I've learned how to keep things on track and not get too, like, weirdly personal. Like, I get like, what, strangely like, personal Like, sometimes. what do you mean? I did an interview once where I started talking about how I, like, have a nervous habit of pulling off my pinky toenails. But I really went into detail about Wait, it. Wait, how do you do that? I just pull them off. That's impressive. Yeah, I, I just That's can't have them there. They bother me, and I just— Pull them off. It doesn't hurt. My toes are like used to it. Anyway, I'm doing exactly no, what wait, I said I wasn't going to no, do. No, no, but this is the stuff that I like because it's actually an actual conversation. It is. Yeah. I just, I wear a lot of heels and they start to like pull up a little bit and then I just yank them off. And if I don't have nails on, like I don't have nails on right now, I pull my nails off and then they get all nubby and small. How do you deal with long nails? I 
love the way they look, but I just can't stand the feeling of long nails. You get used to it like anything. I mean, really? I, I really love not having nails because I can do things like open cans. But when I have nails, I like open cans with my teeth or I do a lot of things with my teeth. Um, That's impressive. Yeah. But I never get them super, super long. Like some girls get them super long and <laughs> that I don't, I would stab myself. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'd feel claustrophobic in my hands. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like my range of motion deteriorating. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like, you know what? I feel like this is refreshing. People forget you're human. And I feel like these kind of things make people remember. Yeah. You're, but you're see, I was 19. able to keep it short and sweet. Yes, I pull my toenails off. And are there any other fun facts? Oh, boy. Let me think. I'm sure there is. Let's get weird, man. I'm a, I have a lot. It's of, called, let, this podcast is called Let's Be Real. I have a lot of weird things. Um, I have to think. I don't even know. Okay. While you're thinking of something else, one other thing I want to talk to you about is how you've learned to appreciate and love yourself. And I feel like it's a journey that everyone is on. But social media and being a teenager has made it very difficult for me and I'm sure many others. Do you struggle with this also? Oh, of course. I mean, some days I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm the baddest bitch on earth. I can I can do anything. I yes. can be anything. And then some days I wake up and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a worm. Yep. I'm a worm. I I'm say a I'm a potato. Yeah, I'm a little roach. I'm a little bean. <laughs> and those days I I just bask in it. And then on those days when I don't feel so great about myself, I just allow myself to feel that way. And just be like, you know what? Embrace it. I'm not perfect every day. And even on the days when I think I'm perfect, I'm still not. So, or even on the days when I want to be perfect, I'm still not. So, uh, I think it's just, you know, embracing the parts of you that make you special. And, I mean, living in L.A., it's really hard. Because anyone can look like whatever they want to look like. Yeah, I— Yes. Yeah. I realize that. That's something that's very different in New York, I feel like. Yes. Everyone looks kind of copy and paste. A lot of people. Yeah. Are. And I've I've made it a point and I don't I mean, if people want to get work done, if it makes you feel better, then do it. I mean go life for is it. short. Like live life your is life. Short. But do it for the right reasons. Do what makes you do feel it. happy. But I feel like being surrounded by people in LA, I feel like you start to feel like you need to fit into this mold of what everyone else looks like. And I've made it a point that like I can't I can't allow myself to do that because I still want to be me and I don't want to look like anyone else. And some days I'm like, man, I could fix my nose. <laughs> I could fix my mouth. And then um, I, I just, I revert back to, you know what? This is what makes me look like me. I don't need to look like everyone else. And You're if you want to look like everyone re- else, then do it. But I just, I like what makes me special. But you, you were made this way for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, I feel like that's, That's a really powerful thing to realize. Would you say going into music has helped you with your self-confidence at all? Um, I think that the the most special thing that's come out of music for me is is being surrounded by people that enjoy the same things that I do. I love finding like-minded people. Exactly. They make me feel loved and they make me feel like, you know, my ideas are good. And I feel like that's helped me a lot in that sense. Of course, writing music is therapeutic in itself. Um, But for me... It was sort of, I used to have, my mom used to say, because I had so many influencer friends, my mom was like, you need more music friends. And then now I have no influencer friends and all music friends. So it's going completely the, the other way. Um, but yeah, I just enjoy being around those people that yeah, like-minded share people. the same interests and, you know, care about the same things. 
And that's been really helpful for me feeling like I'm supported. And that's that's been really, very helpful for that. We have to take one more quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk with you about some of the cool entrepreneurial things you're getting into. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder, 
But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up... (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You have quite a busy schedule. Like you're doing a lot, and I just saw you launching sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. Well, how did that happen? Is are you doing that? Like I know you're studying business. Is has that been helpful? Like learning all of that going into the businesses you're actually creating. Yeah. I mean, where I'm at in college right now, it's not really applying yet. Right. I haven't gotten to like, I'm doing the basics right now. I'm like English 102. Okay. But not 101, but 102. But to be fair, I already did 101. 101 was great. I loved it. I love English. Um, But I feel like the reason why I felt like college is important for me is because when I'm so consumed by social media every day, it's so easy to forget that I have a brain. Mm -hmm. and that I need to keep expanding my knowledge and expanding my vocabulary and, um, you know, working my brain and exercising what makes me an intelligent person. Um, So that's been really helpful when it comes to business and my job because I feel like my brain is already warmed up. Yeah. I'm not like completely— Right, and I'm not completely, you know— my brain's not mush from social media and reading text posts all day. Like I have, I have some articulate, you know, words that I could pull out and be well-spoken. Favorite word as of recent? Oh my gosh. Well, I've been writing a lot of essays and my favorite word to use right now is like macabre because we're doing like a whole gothic thing. Yeah. Gothic literature is Great, and that's been really fun for me. It's really cool. I've been liking using the word conundrum when I have an issue. Oh, that's a good one. I have a conundrum. Yeah. I've been meowing a lot. So have I. I can do a really good meow, actually. Let's hear it. Meow. See, that was good. I think it was pretty good. Yeah. What about you? Meow. (laughs) I literally, yesterday, walked up to my roommate, and I just meowed. And she was like, what are you doing? Oh, at the shoot today, I couldn't stop. It was, everything was a meow. 
or like a it's a yeah. vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah. Can we make meowing a thing now? Yeah. It's like a it's like a personality trait. If you've gone this far into this podcast, please leave a cat emoji in the comments. Yeah. Um. Show you are a real one. Yeah. Meow. Meow. <laughs> Lauren, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It was so great to meet you. Thanks. This was a great conversation. I hope you had a fun time. Yeah, you're you wonderful. Thank you. Of course. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. Lauren, thank you for coming on. It was so great to talk to you. Make sure you follow her on her social media, Lauren Gray, if you haven't already. And subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment. If you have made it this far, make sure you do leave that cat emoji somewhere. Make sure you rate it. And also follow me on Instagram at it's Sammy J. That's I-T-S-S-A-M-M-Y-J-A-Y-E. And I will see you guys next week for another episode. Bye. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.